0: Just Ty Dad. He's my dad, James Gutman. What is up, guys? James Gutman, my pod. I'm Dad. Welcome. It is New Year's Day. It is legitimately New Year's Day, too. This is not one of those audios that I recorded a few days ago to save for New Year's Day. It is New Year's Day. It is the first day of the new year that I think we've all been waiting for. It's really kind of the first day into the 2020s, which is... Bizarre as hell, I think, for a lot of us. Once you take the COVID out of the way and you kind of ignore that for a second, growing up as a kid, 2020 was like the distant future. Uh, I remember being little and it was the year 2000 was the future to the point where I remember Conan O'Brien used to have that that skit where they would all sing in the year 2000 of his whole joke about how the future was going to be so different in the year 2000. And now the year 2000 is a long time ago, but 2020 Was ridiculously far. It was a date that seemed, you know, I don't know, futuristic, space like, if you will. And now we are a year past 2020. We are into that decade. And yeah, here we go. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time this week to take a listen. I hope you had a good New Year's Eve. I know a lot of people were home. It was a bit of a different story for a lot of people. And I know, including myself, already preparing for what am I going to do next year when I'm not stuck? in my house with this craziness. I mean, for some of us who are parents, we're kind of stuck no matter what, but it still changes to know you can go out. I think that's the that's the fundamental difference. It's one thing to not be able to go out, but knowing that that option exists if something happens, uh, as opposed to knowing that you're kind of stuck. There's really nowhere to go. The the ball drop was kind of dilapidated. Everything was a little, yeah cut off. 2020, kind of a rough end to the year. And I got to tell you, man, I know that New Year brings with it many different feelings and many different things. I think so much of that happens to do with how the year ends every year. You know, people get seasonal depression, they call it. You know, I used to get, well, I still kind of do a little bit down around the holidays. Something that affects me, affects lots of people. And there's a reason for that. Uh, there's a couple of different reasons for that. For starters, sometimes people have bad memories of the holidays. I've said before, it takes a lot of negative memories and anything that happened around Christmas It kind of gives your negative memories that Christmas-themed, you know, festive sadness to it. You know what I'm talking about. You walk into Coles, you walk into Target, and all of a sudden it's a winter wonderland starting right after Halloween. People are complaining about that. You have to ask yourself what's going on in the world where people are upset that there's Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer playing on on a radio speaker, but people get upset. Why is it Christmas already? Why is Starbucks already giving us Christmas drinks? They get really angry. And a lot of that has to do with that feeling of you know, seasonal sadness. But not only is it about the memories that are linked to Christmas, but it's also about people, myself included, who like that feeling of routine. I like to know it's Monday. I like to know it's Tuesday. And when those days happen, I'm doing this. And when that day happens, I'm doing that. My kids go to school, I get a cup of coffee, I start doing this, I start doing that. And we have it all kind of mapped out. Saturdays and Sundays are fun, but they're kind of willy-nilly, man. You get up when you get up. You do what you do. Maybe you have kids. You get up when the kids get up. But even then, you lay around, you know, pajama pants. It's like noon. You're like, oh, I've been in my pajama pants, you know, all day. Things like that happen during the regular year. But when it's the holidays, it seems like that seems to happen all the time. I haven't known what day it is for like a week. It's felt like perpetually Saturday. You know, people are like, I'll be around this weekend. I'm like, what the hell day is it now? No idea. So if it wasn't for this blog, if it wasn't for this podcast, I really wouldn't know about Mondays and Wednesdays and Fridays. So that's helped me a lot in that sense. But what ends up happening is these people lose their routines at the end of the year, including, you know, myself. And it makes things a little more difficult. And sometimes it can give you that feeling of chaos. And if you're one of those people who latches on to that routine, it's hard to it's hard to let go. So you kind of let go of that a little bit. And then what ends up happening inevitably, new year comes and all that ends. All of that is over. Now I know that we're a few days away from my kids going back to school or at least one of them going back to school because of effing distance learning uh, coming back. So you have that that feeling of, okay, everything's about to turn back to normal. All of a sudden the holidays are behind you. It's a new calendar year. You know, You know that your memories are going to be linked differently. We all have different memories of different years. You know, I remember 1987. I remember 1987. I mean, not vividly. As a kid, I remember, you know, 1987 was WrestleMania three. You know, I was in fourth grade. It was Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant. I remember having the party for for that. I remember doing that. You know, and then you can remember, especially if you're a wrestling fan or you're a fan of any kind of entertainment or sport, sometimes you link those years to different memories of things that happened. But every year has a different feel kind of in the rearview mirror. I remember the bad years. I remember the good years. 2012, my heart surgery. That year always sticks to me. 2016, you know, with deaths in the family. I remember that specifically. So you remember different things. And 2020 is going to be remembered. But now here we are today, 2021. Routine is on its way back. Everything is about to go back to normal. And this is why... People start to make these resolutions around the new year because you feel like the end of 2020 or the end of the year before was so chaotic that what are you going to do, man? You're not going to get in shape. You're eating cheese. You know, I'd like to get in shape, but I don't know. You made these Christmas cookies and people, they just shove food in your face. Here's some candy. Here's some cookies. And you're like, I'll freaking eat them because what else are you going to do? You're going to eat them. So you tell yourself, you go, okay, look, I'm going to, I'm going to get myself in better shape. That's gonna be my my new year's resolution. And why do you do it after the new year? It's yeah, it's the calendar year and it's the feeling of it's a different year. But one of the things that I've learned and I'm just noticing and looking around me is that's when life feels like it goes back to normal. Oh, and when life feels like it goes back to normal, it feels like you could tackle different things, you could do different things, and thankfully, you know, we get the chance to do that. So hopefully you guys are looking ahead. You have this sense of excitement, you have this sense of um, you know. I don't even know what word to use. This sense of, not joy. Joy isn't even the right word, but this sense of just like, you know, rebirth and readiness to just be all you want to be. And honestly, guys, this is the time to do it. I'm doing it too. I've always been, I want to say cynical, but a little cynical every year where every time the new year would come, I'd be like, it doesn't even matter. It's just the new year is just a calendar that we created and it doesn't matter. And you make these resolutions. And I always kind of like wanted to, kind of slap down New Year's resolutions. And I got to agree. I think that if it's November and you're like, you know, I'm going to get myself in shape in January. And in the meantime, I'm going to eat all the pizza I can. It's like, dude, you're just looking for an arbitrary date to you know tack it on to. But sometimes, myself included, when the year starts to come to an end, and when that holiday sense of chaos rips away your routine, you get excited. You get excited for when the time comes and I'm able to get my stuff together again. I'm able now that I'm not doing it to see the things I need to fix. And I know what I need to fix going forward. I think I've done a lot. I've done a lot in 2020 that really, you know, I, I feel like I'm, I'm in a good track in many different ways of my life. But there are things that I want to fix. There's things I want to do. And now's the time to do it. So it's exciting. Hopefully you guys are feeling the same way. i like to see more... Excitement, more, you know, a feeling of, I don't know, forward thinking, pride in ourselves for what we've done. I also kind of worry sometimes too. I think sometimes we place this magic feeling on a new calendar year, which is one of the things that I always stood against when it came to doing uh, New Year's resolutions. I always think sometimes it's a setup for failure, you know, and I, I've worked at gyms and I've seen that rush in January. Everybody signs up for the gym in January. And you can't find a machine for the first two or three weeks. And then pretty soon it's empty again. And it always happens that way. And it's because if you really want to make those changes and you're waiting for your routine to get back to normal and you're only making those changes because being pulled out of your routine, you're able to see what those changes need to be. That's positive and that's good. But if you're taking arbitrary things that you have no interest in doing at all and you're just putting them onto a new year, you're kind of screwed, you know? When I was much younger, I smoked a little bit. Not a huge amount, but I smoked. I smoked cigarettes. And I remember I would always try to quit. And I would always tell myself, here's what I would do. I'd be one of those people where I'd be like, this is my last cigarette. I'm going to save this. I'm going to take my last cigarette. I'm going to leave it in this box. And I'm going to carry this last cigarette around with me. And I'm always going to just have it. And no, this is my last cigarette. i show people, this is my last cigarette. You see this in this box? This is my last cigarette. I'm not smoking it. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. You want it? No, you can't have it because I'm not smoking it. And I would just keep it on me. And tell people that I'd walk around and hear like the clink, clink, clink in the little box. And what happens when you do that? You freaking smoke it. You smoke it like two days later, three days later. You smoke it when you can't take it anymore. Oh, I can't take it. I'm tired. I just ate this big meal I'm gonna throw up or like this guy pisses me off. I need a cigarette. I need a cigarette. And you smoke it. And I always tell everyone, I I did quit smoking. And you know how I quit smoking? I always try to tell people who smoke the same thing, because I, I can kind of relate in this sense. I said, you know how sometimes you smoke and you love it? You do. And I mean, we're not supposed to talk about that. If your kids are listening, don't let them listen while they're listening to. Uh, but I I had times where I loved smoking. It was great. You know, you get away from people when you smoke. Somebody's annoying you. You'd be like, I'll right back, man. I'm just going to go have a butt. Oh, you don't smoke? Oh, You stay inside. It's okay. And then I would disappear. You go to parties, man. People are like, so how are you doing? Tell me about your day. Tell me about your, 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 business. I'm like, oh, it's great. Can I hang on a second? I'm just gonna have a cigarette. I never come back. I'm gone. It's awesome. It, it's like being Batman, like cigarettes, let you be Batman. You're just gone. So sometimes cigarettes are great. Sometimes you love them, but everybody who smokes has certain ebbs and flows where all of a sudden you'll be smoking a cigarette and you're disgusted by it. And I had those too, Robbie outside by myself in the cold with a cigarette. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, I don't even like this. And you see those people, they have those. Sometimes you'll be around somebody who has that moment because they'll be smoking and they'll be halfway through the cigarette and then just throw it away in disgust. You see the look on their face. Ugh. They throw, I can't smoke this. And you're like, oh, that's when you quit smoking cigarettes. And that's what I did. I waited for that moment. I knew it in my head. I said, you know what? I really love smoking right now. I don't want to quit because I would always try to do that. You You do that final. This is my final cigarette. And you're like sucking on it. Like this is the best thing in the world. Oh my God, I can't believe I'm giving you up. I love you. I miss you. And then there's some days where you hate it and you give it up when you hate it. And then when you give it up when you hate it, you never do it again. And that's what happened with me. I gave it up when I hated it. and I never did it again. And that works for anything. It works for drinking. It works for different things that you have to like put behind you. You just look at it like you wait for the moment where it's right for you. And New Year's resolutions are the same thing. If you want to get into shape, because you are disgusted with not being in shape. Your body aches. You know, you don't feel good. I do it. Dude, I don't I don't lift weights as much as I, I did back in the day. But I still lift weights once in a while. And the time that makes me lift weights the most, that I love to lift weights the most, is when my bones and muscles ache. I will have moments where I'll be like, oh, my God, my shoulder. I used to lift on my shoulders all the time. And I'd be like, oh, my shoulder. I get, like, my weight. I have these weights in the house, these little hand weights. I pick them up, you know, these... um. Uh, dumbbells, dumbbells, right? Yeah, you not know, barbells. I always get them confused. I always, so I lift them and I do like shoulder presses and it never feels better than when I'm at that point where I'm disgusted with myself. I'm just like, ugh, I need to like do something. I need to do whatever. But if I'm happy, if I'm content, if I'm laying on my couch playing Xbox and a voice in my head goes, you should be lifting weights. I'm like, get up to lift weights, dude. I hate it. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I hate this. You gotta do it when you wanna do it. You gotta do it when you're ready to do it. And that's, always been my beef with new year's it's not arbitrary it's not supposed to be a date that you just throw your stuff on it's supposed to be a time for you to make the changes that you want to make and hopefully you use that lack of routine for the last few weeks to tell yourself going forward i want to be able to do these things i want to be able to get out there i want to be able to make changes in my life and that's what you do that's a good thing so hopefully you guys are doing that uh it has been an interesting 2020 for me i've mentioned it a million times but you know, going forward. Definitely have a lot to talk about in the future. I'm not quite there yet. I'm not holding anything back. Trust me, I'm not holding anything back. I promise you guys this, and if you read my blogs this week and you saw, I really, I feel like this was a good week in terms of of being honest and being open with you guys. Uh, Even today, I'm so ready to get out there and move forward. And I forgot to mention, if you are listening to this anywhere that allows you to like, subscribe, rate, and review, please do so. If you're on uh, Audible or Google or Apple or you know wherever you find this podcast, which is, it's everywhere, Stitcher, Spotify, give it a like, give it a review, give it a subscribe, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your enemies, tell anybody who will listen to you. Hi, Pod, om Dad. Every Friday, James Gutman comes on and talks a little bit about his blog, talks about his family, talks about his life. And uh, we all have fun together, so I enjoy doing that. So, yeah, I am stoked going forward. And if you read my blogs this week, you know that I wrote on Monday about my son Lucas, and what ended up happening was I shared a video of him on Instagram and on Facebook. I didn't even think about it. You know, I'm I'm not really a big video guy, and I think going forward, I want to try to do a little more videos. You know, actually, as the world starts to open up again, and I've talked about it on here before. I want to do a little public speaking. I want to get out there, share my story with people. I love talking publicly. I'd much rather talk to a big group of people sometimes than one person. I don't know why. It's weird. I used to do debate. I used to do public speaking in high school. I came back the year after I graduated. I taught debate, did you know, Lincoln Douglas style, loved it. It's one of my favorite things in the world. I think once you learn debate, you learn kind of how to communicate with people, but you also learn how to say avoid arguments, but how to get to the end of arguments. That They don't become these circular, you know, you said this, you said that. You guys kind of like, here, now, these are my points. Boom, boom, boom. These are your points. Boom, boom, boom. Help me understand. And that's what I do. So I love doing that. I want to do public speaking. I want to do all that good stuff. So on Monday, I wrote about my son. Lucas is nonverbal. Lucas has autism. Uh, Some people would say severe autism, however you want to put it. This year, I freaking nailed it when it came to Christmas gifts. Lucas got the best Christmas gifts. Some of them were, I called them cheating because some of them were just updated versions of what he had already. He has this little school bus that sings the wheels on the bus and the mouth moves in such a way that it's like the thing is alive. It is freaky. I got him another kind of bus. I got him the old McDonald bus. Loves that. I'll be sitting here in my office and I just hear it start playing in the other room and I smile. And he loves that bus. It makes me happy. So Lucas liked that. Lucas liked, um, the ball pit, He got a ball pit, giant ball pit. It's a, it's a swimming pool blown up with a million and a half play balls in it, which are not cheap. Have you price play balls, it is not easy to kind of get, but it was something I put out there and the kids both loved it. They jumped in it immediately. They've been in it. Lucas brings me into it. He sits in there. He lays down as if it's a bed. It's like his ball pit bed. It is adorable. He loves it. The thing I was most excited about was this monkey. Okay. There was a monkey. And before anything, if you want to follow along with the actual blogs, I'm realizing I'm talking about it, but I'm telling you guys, it was called Why Getting My Nonverbal Son's Christmas Gifts Right. means so much. That's what it was called. Bit wordy, deal with it. This monkey is an expensive monkey. It is a little toy. It is called like the Westminster monkey. And he's got a little red hat and he's got this little cute face and he's got symbols. And when you turn them on, He bashes the symbols together three times. And then he does this thing where he chirps. He kind of like moves his head up and down. He goes, chirp, 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 chirp. Lucas used to have this monkey years ago. And I don't know what did it, but whenever the monkey chirps, he leans in and he stares face to face with this monkey. Gets his face right on the monkey, like nose to nose. Again, I hate to do a second WrestleMania three reference, but Andre the Giant and Hulk Hogan, they had this nose-to-nose stare down. It was famous when I was a kid, and that's exactly what it reminds me of. Lucas looks this monkey dead in the face. And I try to figure out if he's doing it to headbutt the monkey, or if he's kissing the monkey, or if he likes that when the monkey chirps and moves his head back and forth, kind of bangs into his head, because Lucas likes that too. He likes that stimulation of of that. But it's, it's adorable. It makes me laugh every single time. And we had this monkey for years, and the monkey broke. And I remember when it broke; it was very sad. He he would take the monkey by the tail or by the foot, bring it around with him, put him down, do it. Now one day the monkey stopped moving. It would it would make the you know roaring noise. I remember it still chirped, but he didn't he didn't do anything. Looked it up; it was sold out everywhere. Kind of dropped out of my head. This year came around, and it was time in my head to find this monkey. This monkey was not cheap. This is like a $40 toy monkey. And it's only, you know, it's the size of a, you know, a gallon of milk. It's a small little thing. Got it. Immediately, he went right back to where he was before. Looking him in the face, standing back, clapping for the monkey. I was so happy. I can't even begin to tell you guys how happy I was. Uh, So I took a video and I actually put the video on Instagram. I put it on Facebook. I'll have the link in the description below, but it was... It was one of the first times I shared a video of him. I didn't even realize I hadn't shared a video. And kind of let people kind of put an image to all the stories I've been telling, kind of get to know him. And I like that. I don't really think like that. I'm not – everything I do here, I got to be honest with you guys. When I first started writing this blog, I was very apprehensive. I was apprehensive about sharing my family with everybody. I was also apprehensive about not wanting to use my family for internet karma or likes or any of that other stuff that people talk about doing with the internet, I wanted people to hear about my family, realize that there's normalcy to a family with a child with special needs or a nonverbal child, which I think a lot of people couldn't see, you know, you don't let a lot of people into your life sometimes when you're trying to like navigate how to get it going. So it wasn't until years later, we started to figure out, you know, how everything worked out. Lucas was about, you know, five or six years old when I started in 2017. And I didn't want to do that. So I was very careful about that. I don't want to diminish who he is either. I'm not one of these people. I don't narrate for him. I don't, I'll never write in his voice. I'll never, um, I'll never make things seem harder than they are for the sake of getting pity. Just like I'll never make things seem better than they are for the sake of pretending. Things are what they are. But they're not as bad as people think they are. And that was my goal of writing. So when I went out there initially, it was, you know, pictures and video. I always felt a little, you know, uneasy about it. I kind of just settled into what I did and didn't do. So I wouldn't share a video of Lucas unless there really was a reason for it. And this, based on the story, the story that I explained, that was hard to explain in words, felt like the right time to share this video of him. And I hadn't even realized that I'd never shared a video because people were, you know, I was getting a lot of comments from people and, and messages and stuff. I said, oh, I really haven't shared it at all. So I was glad that I was able to share it. People were able to see it themselves. And they were able to kind of understand why I, as a father, was so excited because he's a tough kid to find something that he loves. He's not the kind of kid that, you know, runs up to the TV and points to a commercial. He doesn't look through a magazine and point it. He doesn't write letters to Santa. He just takes what you give him. And you know what? If he spent, this is why I love this kid so much, man. If he didn't get one thing he wanted for Christmas, if Christmas was just a bust and he just had everybody around him getting presents, he would be totally cool. And I I love that about him and I worry about that about him because, you know, I, I've told him when he was little, I'd be like, buddy, the squeakiest wheel gets all the grease and you are the least squeaky wheel in the world and it's sweet and it's nice to have him, you know, be so laid back and so cool with everything. But I worry, I want him to get everything that he deserves in life. And I know how easy it would be to just not let that happen, you know? To just think to myself, look, I have this 12 year old daughter, she's verbal, she's asking specifically for different things. Let me focus on all her stuff. He doesn't need any, he's, he's cool, I'll give him some little like whatever, if he likes him, he likes him. And he'd be all right with it. So me going out of my way to find the presence that he likes is a big deal for me as a father, is because I love this kid. And because he deserves it. So I don't know, man. It's like weird. It's weird to get so worked up over gifts you're giving to your child. But when you know that your kid would be content with anything and you know that you going out of your way to give him the thing that he would want the most and trying to figure that out for yourself goes so far, uh, it's kind of a beautiful thing. So that was a beautiful thing. I like that a lot. Uh, I'm going to have the link for the video right there. It's on my Instagram. I'll do all my social media if you guys want to follow along. Hi, James Gutman like hi blog, but hi, James Gutman at everything, man, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. That's where I am. Find me, say hi. We'll chill. It's all good. Uh, So that's what I wrote on Monday. Now on, on Wednesday, I wrote one called freaking 2020. And this was another one of those, you know, rebirth kind of things like I was talking about in the beginning. And it was kind of that look back at, at the year that we had this dumpster fire of of where we were going and everything that happened in 2020. And I talked about my own personal, uh, people use the term come to Jesus moments. I like that term. I have a friend who uses that a lot. Uh, This come to Jesus moment. I feel like that's what this year was. This was the year to really take inventory of your life. It was the year to figure out who you are, to figure out what you need to do, and to figure out who you want to be. And for me, that's what I did. I used this year to decide where I wanted to go, and who I wanted to be. And there were a few moments in this year that showed me that I was succeeding with that and one of them was writing my book. The expectant father's activity book. It is on Amazon. It is doing well, man. It is right up there at five stars. It gets reviews and it's always at the top of the list. I'm very excited about it. I've heard from a lot of people people enjoy it. it makes me very happy. But when I wrote this book, my third book. My first two books are about pro wrestling. Yikes, different life, different time. I approached them differently. They had to be a certain thing. I wanted to be successful. I wanted to be successful with this book. It was important, but it wasn't the end all be all. I liked what I wrote. I was proud of myself for what I wrote. And when I finished writing that book, I was able to pat myself on the back and say, I did it. I did this for me. I wanted to be successful. I wanted people to read it. I wanted people to like it. This book actually ended up being the number one new release in pregnancy and parenting. It was fantastic. Now, keep in mind, my first book was written in 2006. 2006, pro wrestling book, Amazon, still somewhat in its infancy. So you have to figure my book hit like number 600 out of all books on Amazon. And that's a wrestling book from a small publisher. It was their number one new release. It was a number one you know bestseller wrestling book for months. For so long, it did so well. Uh, they told me, the publisher came back, we sold all these books. And even with that, I wasn't close to as proud as I was with this book, which did well. But again, now it's 2020. Amazon is this huge thing. Number one new release in that category. But it didn't matter if it was a number one new release in the category. It didn't matter what happened with it because I was proud of it. And when I realized that, it kind of changed a lot of stuff for me. All of a sudden now I realize that, you know, I'm doing things for different reasons, I'm doing things for myself. I've kind of transcended that feeling of trying to prove what I can be and prove what I can do. Even doing this this podcast and doing this blog, if one person listens to this, we're all good. If a million people listen to it, we're all good. I do this for myself. I do it because I want to. And I think once you start chasing the audience, once you start trying to chase what you think people want you to do, you lose a bit of yourself. And this is the year that I kind of found a bit of myself and I feel good about what I've done. So I'm looking forward to 2021 going forward, continuing to evolve. I think that should be the goal of everybody out there. I think that anybody who becomes content with who they are, that's where you start to lose really pieces of yourself. You always have to be evolving, changing, growing. And I've tried to do that. And I have you guys to thank for it. This year, 2020 was the first calendar year full year that i had this podcast we've been doing it we started in october of 2019 uh, i'm proud of it i'm proud of all that we've done with you guys listening uh, the people i've heard from the people i've interacted with the friends and just i don't know just a good feeling overall so i want to thank you guys very much for giving me that opportunity do me a favor. If you're taking a listen to this, head over to highblogomdad.com Monday and Wednesday. You can read all my stuff that's on there. Follow me on social media. Check out the Expectant Fathers Activity book. And if you like this podcast, tell anyone you meet (laughs) to check it out. Uh, And I would appreciate it. And that does it for me. I hope you guys have a great 2021. I'm so glad that I was able to be here. I will be back next Friday with a brand new podcast, Monday, Wednesday with new blogs. And until next time, this is James Gutman saying happy new year be well. Bye pod. I'm dad.